From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. Have you ever walked out of your house to get on the bus or go somewhere, or get in the car or whatever? And as you're on your way to go to wherever you're going, you realize you forgot something back at the house. Well, that's a perfect explanation of what this podcast is going to be today. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 252. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me as always is the man who could turn his nose at you and compliment you at the same time. I don't know which one's more convincing. He is Mike, also known as MFG. So he's basically saying I have a broad nose because I'm black. <laughs> well, I got tired of making fun of your forehead, so we can go with your nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just fine. Uh, well, this is a nice palindrome episode, so here we go. Uh, which has nothing to do with palindromes, by the way. <laughs> oh, God. I uh, just want to say that you're still not going to get any tribute today. Why? Well, because I'm lazy. And, that, <laughs> and this trivia is then too damn hard. No, 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 no. I, I, okay, Mike's underselling it. Mike, Mike's next trivia thing is so difficult. I, I, I'm really afraid when it actually is released that nobody's going to get anything right. Yeah, it's pretty much going to basically be like a David Lynch of trivia. You're not going <laughs> to understand anything I've done. <laughs> or like Will Shorts on a Sunday. <laughs> exactly. Sh- shout out to the time readers, whoever still No, reads. it's a Saturday. Oh, it's a Saturday Sunday, one that's the hard one? Yeah, Sunday is about like a, a Thursday or Friday, just larger. Yeah. The hardest one is Saturday. For those of those who don't know crossword puzzles, it's okay. One day pick up a newspaper called the New York Times and check it out. So you can stay tuned to after the quick news, but you'll get nothing else after that. <laughs> All right. And our other illustrious host who hasn't spoke yet is the man who would probably only compliment you. Actually, he always would compliment you whether you have a bad outfit, you made bad food, or you were in a bad movie. He is RT Squared, Ralph the Tech. It's because I can see the best in everything. When, when do you ever Even see the in worst? you guys. <laughs> wow. That's taken a lot. <laughs> So, you know how it is. Another day, another portal. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord. But this one actually transported me to a different world. It was oh. crazy. It, it, it was like almost a utopia. You know, there was no disease, no war, you know, uh, uh, no famine. Any, and there was no money. You could just like go up and get something w- without having to pay for it. It was incredible. The only problem was... The movie Tomcats didn't exist in that reality. Oh, man. Thank God. So you know I had to leave there, (laughs) not without leaving a little present of an atomic bomb, you know? As I walked through that portal, saying goodbye and not looking back, a thought occurred to me. There are more cats in this world who understand Japanese more than you do. That's very true. Wow. That's very, very true. It's very sad because I love anime and I really want to learn Japanese. <laughs> I got to find one of these cats to teach me. Oh, fuck that. I, I, so, um, dub all day. <laughs> dub all day for me. See, see, the newer dubs are better because the actors actually put some emotion into it. The older dubs, some of these actors are just like, hey, yeah, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. No, don't do that. Watch out. <laughs> Kamehameha. Wow. <laughs> Like, so the newer ones are better. Oh, boy. Oh, very true. I, I do like, um, I like the subtitles better, but dubbed is just easier, especially if I'm multitasking. Especially, especially when you're multitasking, and especially when when dialogue's moving fast and they're moving the subtitles across the screen quick, and because the action is happening just as fast, you can miss something that's a split second, and that's like a major plot point, or I'm like, no. Yeah. Why are you giving me a dirty look, Mike? Because you're going to make a joke about me and reading, right? No. I, I was waiting for it. You know how to read? See, wow, yeah. you're, you're the one to talk? I, that wasn't me. Mike just mimicked my voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So the reason why I was saying in the intro about forgetting things is the fact that me and the guys, um, we were going over all the things that we we're going to do in 2024 for the podcast, and we realized we forgot that we didn't cover this movie. But was this movie worth the time to go back to? That question and more will be answered as we discover them as we discuss the Marvel Studios production of The Marvels. But first, Mike and the Quick News. And now, the Quick News, brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cap. And that quick news intro was brought to you by the Key Atomic Benefits Office of Mankind. 
or kaboom. (laughs) (laughs) You really sit down and think about these things, don't you? Way too much. Way too much. (laughs) All right, Mike, you sound like you got a bunch of quick news. What you got for us? I don't know why I sound like that. I have one. And I have undeath. Really? Yeah. Someone came back to life? Something like that. Uh, According to an insider report from Deadline contributor Justin Kroll, Marvel Studios will not drop the Kang character from the MCU despite everybody and their brother's two cents about Doctor Doom. Oh. So brace yourselves for endless speculation articles and fans renewing previously opined hopefuls such as John Boyega and John David Washington, as well as newly theorized Coleman Domingo to uh, be the Kang Conqueror guy. And of course, as expected, Marvel Studios is tight-lipped on any of these thoughts. We've talked about this on and off a couple of times while everything was going on with Jonathan Majors. And now that Marvel has officially said they're not going to go with um, replacing Kang and actually just having a replacement actor, how are we feeling about this? Well, they haven't exactly said officially, but that's pretty much where they're going. Well, I'm fine pretty, with it. You're fine with <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I'm fine with it. All right. I, I, I love, I really do love Jonathan Majors. I hope his career um, where and other things bounce back from this whole thing. But, um, you know, I... I really want the story to move along. I don't need it just to be him or nothing else. All right. Ralph? I've said it since Chadwick Boseman died. Yes. They just replace the actor yeah. to get uh, to <clears throat> portray the character. Like, come on. Like, if, even with Chadwick, he, he probably would have been like, yeah, do it. Yeah. You know? I don't know with Jonathan Majors because there was apparently a clause in his contract about him only being the one to play Kang, but I don't know if that contract still... Contracts, I, I guarantee you also there's a contract um, clause that said, if you do anything that dishonors the uh, reputation of whatever you're involved in, blah, 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 it will be null and void. So, boom. Yeah. So, so if that's the case, yeah, replace him and, and bring someone else. He, uh, Jonathan Majors is a good actor, but he's a really great actor. Actually. But yeah. you could find other great black actors if you want to keep it black, you know. And that is why I'm putting my name in the hat. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and, and that's why I took it out. <laughs> Marvel. And that's why want... I sewed it into the seam of that hat. Marvel. Marvel doesn't want high yellow, Mike. That's not happening. <laughs> high yellow. <laughs> you, you, you're half a shade below me, I bro. Nice... I could do. If you're going to a... do Jonathan Majors, put me in line too. I am a nice cinnamon chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, why don't we just go with some caramel? Like, I, don't, I, I don't know. You, you, Mike, you always come off salty. <laughs> Where's the button? Jesus Christ. All right, which one is the button? Holy hell, Hold it's your soundboard. There it is. <laughs> all right, all right. So wait a minute. That's all the quick news? That's all the quick news that was worth quicking. Wow. And um, Ralph, do you have any quick news? I know the answer. Um, there was one about someone who died, but I can't remember who that was. I guess they weren't that important if you couldn't And, and, and their feelings won't be hurt. Not to me, no. <laughs> Not to me, okay. Um, okay, so I guess we can get into it. Before I get into it, I want to shout out a couple of people that are hanging out with us. I got um, Cousin Troy here from Florida hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> and on the other side of the room, we, we have Hipster Tom of um, episode 69 fame. Episode you know what they say, 69. once you go white, you want it every night. <laughs> wow, he's been waiting to say that. Every white person has been waiting to say that. And they're still waiting. waiting. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'll say this. Um, if I hear a couple of my friends using that, I'm blaming you. <laughs> First, I'll be happy they listen to the podcast. Then I'll be like, oh, really? Okay, all right. Tom brought it into the world. <laughs> well, good to have you guys here and let's go into what we're here to talk about which is the marvels and with the synopsis is a guy who's been keeping it short so i'm a little scared you okay mike also known as mfg you good bro i'm good here we are all right the marvels is the okay how many how many movies you always do i this know and we never you, get it and right you think you'd get it hold on carry the four oh he's doing math it, we're done times yeah. caps head What is... You better divide by that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, you're right. That's too much. That's too much. Uh, I want to say 25th. 32nd. Well, you were at least closer. Marvel's is the... 33rd superhero uh, oh, film. Oh, look at in that. The, MCU. Uh, the film brings together Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and Ms. Marvel in a mission to stop a crazed Creed leader from destroying the universe. The film was directed by Mia DaCosta from a screenplay by DaCosta, Megan McDonald, and Alyssa Karasik. Uh, the character of Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, was created by Roy Thomas and Gene Colan, uh, where Carol was introduced in Marvel Superheroes number 13 way back in March of 1968, 
but uh, with her powers, she was in Ms. Marvel number one, January of 1977. Monica Rambeau was created by Roger Stern and uh, John Romita Jr. and was introduced in The Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 16 in October of 1982. Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Ms. Marvel, was created by Sana Amanat, uh, Stephen Wacker, G. Willow Wilson, Adrian Afano, and Jamie McKelvey, and was introduced in Captain Marvel number 14 in August of 2013. The film had a budget of $274 million, but only returned $85 million domestic Ooh. and a total worldwide return of $206 million. Ooh. Yeah, the Marvels has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 62%, but with an audience score of 82% Ooh. and an IMDb-weighted average of 57 out of 100. Hmm. Yeah. So IMDb sounds like it's leaning towards critics versus um, yeah. regular folks. <laughs> That's that regular them. folks. I like that. All right, little synopsis. Uh, it's the girl power hour plus 45 minutes, <laughs> and the universe has never been safer. The ladies of light-based powers meet for the first time as Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and Professor Marvel? Eh, maybe? No. Okay, uh, uh, their powers entangle after the two of the heroes touch an anomalous wormhole in space known as a jump point. And the teleporting effect it has on our heroes couldn't happen at a worse or better time. Yawn-worthy villain of the moment Dar Ben, the newest leader of the Kree race, has found the matching bangle to the one worn by Ms. Marvel. Fans learn that these bangles are the legendary alien artifacts known as quantum bands, which were used to create and manipulate jump points across the galaxies. But instead of vacationing to exotic worlds, Darben is manufacturing new jump points in order to steal environmental resources from other planets and transfer them to her desolated home world, excuse me, home world, Hala. Unfortunately, the sheer size and number of jump points being created are tearing holes into time-space between realities. Meanwhile, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and... Mistress Marvel, maybe, <laughs> uh, are stymied in their heroics because each time any two heroes activates their energy projection, they swap places, even across galaxies. Nick Fury is present, relaxed, and a lot less serious as the hands-on director of the Sabre Space Station, which serves as the front line against attacks beyond Earth's orbit. And fan-favorite alien creature Goose is back, devouring and regurgitating everything in its path. The Marvels is a lighthearted adventure filled to the brim with action, laughs, sisterhood, and visual spectacle, but still finds moments for heartwarming backstory amid the idea that family, in its wonderfully varied forms, is something we all need no matter how strong we are or feel. And bravo to Marvel for another movie that predominantly features people of color and strong female leads, both without agenda. Alrighty, we're starring Brie Larson as Carol Danvers' Ms. Marvel. Oh, sorry, Captain Marvel. Uh, Teona Paris as Monica Rambeau. Iman Balani as Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Ms. Marvel. Uh, Zawi Ashton as Dar Ben. Park So Jun as Prince Yan. Zenobia Shroff as uh, Muniba Khan. Uh, Muhan Kapoor as Yusuf Khan. Sagar Shaikh as Amar Khan. Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. And Lashana Lynch as Maria Rambeau, a.k.a. Binary. All right, let's go into it. The Marvels. By the way, I'm never jealous that Mike has to say all those names <laughs> and try to get them right in one breath. So just wanted to say that. But before we even get into anything, let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, Piss off, you wanker. Ah, and that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stitch Productions. I have nothing. What? I have nothing. I don't know. What the hell did that fir- that flirkins throw up on the floor? That's Stush. Uh. <laughs> That's what Stush sounds like. Okay, <laughs> so let's get into it. The Marvels. Um, and um, Mike ended his synopsis with a certain point, so I'll pick up what you left okay. off. Um, you said about, you know, how Marvel had, you, you were kind of giving Marvel the kind of, the, the wink and the nod and the kudos for creating a movie without agenda to dealing with um, people of color people and, of color and, and women. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, do you feel like a lot of people going in felt like that's what this movie was going to be about? Yes. Uh, not the people of color part. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that Brie Larson is the only white person of, of, of note in this entire movie. Think about it, because even Zawi Ashton, the the the, uh, the antagonist, she's part black, part white. She's part um, Ugandan and uh, and British. Really? Yeah. So she's biracial. Brie Larson is the only person that's actually just white in this whole movie. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you just don't notice that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you know what they say. Once you go white, you want it every night. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the viewers of the movies didn't. <laughs> But uh, but yes, I just thought that it was one of those, I didn't even think about it until I watched it the second time. I'm like, holy cow, 
<laughs> this whole cast is of color, which was just really great. And the fact that Marvel didn't make a big note about it, um, maybe they thought that was wise. I don't know, but it just happens to be. Okay. What about Saber Agent number nine? Uh, could be. I didn't say there weren't any people that were white. I said okay. there's no people of, of like, like high note in it. Saber Agent 322? Uh, they are... Part actually, of the same point. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the same fucking point. <laughs> so, Saber Agent 512. So, well, hold on. Ralph, Ralph, Ralph. Yeah. So, um, do you think that people had certain feelings about this movie, of it being of an agenda? Because I keep hearing about... For a while, we were hearing about Marvel movies and just movies in general. Um, pushing an agenda of pro-woman, pro-this, being woke, all this stuff. Do you feel like people going into this movie felt the same way? I'm sure there probably were, but I, I can tell you for a fact it didn't seem like this movie was meant to push any agenda no, whatsoever. Uh, yeah. It was because, just to, to give us a good story. Yeah, because I mean, think about it. Um, most movies, even if they're, they're not, they don't feel like they're trying to push, they're still trying to make some type of a point. At no point in this movie was there ever any line at all and that remotely was like, um, uh, a guy tried to do it. Now they need a woman to do it. Yeah. You know, it was never anything. It was just, it just happens to be female heroes. Yep. They all ended up having to save the universe. Yep. Period. There was no like, uh, oh, it'll be done better because a woman's in charge. It was nothing like that. And that, and that was really great because it was just, it was a movie of heroes. Yeah. It, and it was just, it was, I thought it was really well done. And same thing with the people of color. There was no, uh, like, you know, like, oh, Nick, you know, I, I made it to the top, even though I was a black man or anything like that. There was just nothing. It was just, these are the people here. We're doing our job. Universe is in trouble. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure as soon as uh, the movie was announced, all the incels were like, fuck, another female chick flick. Well, it's not even just that. Particularly, I, I was actually having a conversation uh, with one of my roommates about this. And we had different opinions of it, and that's just fine. But I was just saying Which that, one? Shout them out. No, no, no. You're a bastard, whoever you are. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and that I was just saying that it's, you know, it's it's definitely tough for female-led uh, any type of hero movie because it's always, they're suddenly compared to, to male hero movies and it's just always like, oh, you know, she survived all these gun, gunshots and got missed. That's unbelievable. But yet, you know, Schwarzenegger can't be hit and he's the size of a barn. That kind of a thing. It's always a double standard. But I was saying before, like, especially with the superhero films and thinking back to what the superhero genre is in comic books, I think that uh, a lot of the, the, the guys that want to see these movies get really mad, particularly at Marvel, because Marvel has no scantily clad women. Yes. And it's respectful for it. I mean, you know, neither here nor there. I mean, they're beautiful women. They're shapely women, but they're, they're not ogled. The closest you get is um, uh, Scarlett Johansson. But even, even by, like, in her first outing, um, when they first introduced her, she was definitely made to be ogled. But after it went on, they, they toned down her outfit a bit more. Yeah. I mean, it's still a tight outfit because it's a superhero outfit, but like, it wasn't like butt-hugging <laughs> like, like her first <laughs> outfit was when we first meet her in uh, Iron Man 2, is it? Iron Man 2, yeah, that's yeah, correct. Yeah. The one that we didn't like. Right. Um, yeah, but I still like it better than 3. <laughs> <laughs> 3 made 2 shine so high. <laughs> that's like saying I like the taste of nails than the taste of paper. Like, exactly. You know. But um, and I think that's a, a thing too that people get mad about, you know, because they're just like, oh, well, you know, Wonder Woman was better. I'm like, eh, sure, you know, but I guarantee you if she was in a nun's outfit, nobody would have gone to see it. You know? All right, right. Um, now let me ask this question because uh, because I was I usually or we usually um, talk about movies and we talk about things in a chronological order. I want to go more about things that we like before you start mentioning things in chronological order. Um, what were things about this movie that you really, really enjoyed? I'll tell you the thing that I did enjoy, the villain. The Marvel's doing the villain, that villain thing again. <laughs> the villain was horrible. Go ahead, bro. Uh, so I really enjoyed the... Uh, Hold on, I know this one. I know this one. It's in your fucking head. Yes, yes, it is. But have you been in my head? Oh, yeah. You don't want to be there. I still Uh, can't get the stain off my shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed the cinematography of it, like the the musical planet that Mm -hmm. was was beautifully done. The Bollywood planet. Yes, (laughs) it was. Oh, that was wonderful. Beautiful, beautiful. Um. I also enjoyed the um, the interactions that the three uh, co stars had with mm-hmm. each other. It was, it, like, it was it, it was so organic, like, it, and if mm-hmm. they flowed so well with each other, and and it really draw it, it drew me into the to the movie. You know, mm-hmm. just just seeing them interact and uh, when they were on screen together is like one of uh, the best times that you yeah. have. Um, uh, I also liked, I, I kind of liked the fact that um, Sam Jackson was kind of like really toned down in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
Like you barely see him at all. Yeah. You know, it, it was great. And the Flurgans, I love the Flurgans. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. That was really good. Don't run from the Flurgans. Let them eat you. I was like, <laughs> racking up. That's great. Now, um, Ralph hit on pretty much every point that I love about the movie. Um, the their relationship it feels so genuine yes it's very much um you know for those that may be a little bit confused uh evidently um being um, imbued with uh energies that are the result of one of the um uh the power stones or i'm sorry not power stones but one of the uh, stones um has kept carol from aging yeah you know so when uh she left to go into space 30 years ago so um uh Monica was just like maybe an eight-year-old girl or something along that line. Uh, so now they seem to be about the same age now, but, you know, there's still that, uh, that so Carol is her aunt, and so there's still that deference mm-hmm. um, to her as being like, you know, the, the older relative kind of thing. But the fact that they both looked at Kamala like a little sister, and especially, I mean, they both did a great job, but keeping within the characters, I really liked it because you had Captain Marvel who's, you know, well, she's military trained. She's gone through a lot off her world, still doesn't have her memories. I mean, she's gone through a lot, but she's still trying to relate to this young girl and stuff like that. And then you have um, uh, Monica Rambeau, who just was just like the sweetest big sister to her. Like, she's always like, she never got angry with her. Like, no matter how many horrible code names she threw out that woman, <laughs> she's like, let's not. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it was just, it was just, but it was just so much fun. And like, like, like uh, Ralph had pointed out, all their interaction was great. I, I love the, um, when they're trying to, to time their powers and get used to the fact that teleport, yeah. that montage, it, as cheesy as an 80 montage as it was, it was a lot of fun. And it yes. looked like genuine fun from the cast. I don't know if they, because if they acted that, they're great. Yeah. You know, um, the, the jump rope, the double dutch jump rope scene, I just love it. Yes. Like every time, because it just makes me go back to my youth, just hearing Tayona Paris just be like, as they're spinning, like she's saying to um, Kamala Khan, she's like, now, go to, for her to jump in. Now. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I've been there and I've said it to people, like, well, you just don't want it. You're scared to jump into that jump rope. And I'm like, yep, we've all been there, you know. <laughs> Listeners, I can tell you, uh, watching that scene with Mike in the movie theaters, he was uh, like a giddy little schoolgirl just watching that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I had a plaid skirt on and everything. Yeah. That's <laughs> a little bit more information than I would really want. White the side cap. White the side. If I only removed my underwear. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Please. But I will agree with you on the chemistry was was right. And I think that whatever you can say about the writing and whatever you can mm-hmm. say about a lot of things that went wrong, what went right was their chemistry and the dynamics. You have, yes. you know, um, Captain Marvel, who's kind of still, you know, you know, she, she's she got her memory back and she's trying to, like, you know, be in ch- helping the universe out. But now she's got all this stuff going on. You got Ms. Marvel, who still has this, you know, idolizes Captain Marvel and gets an opportunity to, you know, be part of a team where mm-hmm. she was just like, I'm just a street level person. I just became a hero. Right. And then you got Monica, who's got this, you know, feeling about that she's been abandoned, and, but still hasn't ever dealt with, right. you know, speaking to her, her so-called aunt. Right. And also that she's just, she's trying to live a life of, I have powers, but they're not my life. She doesn't want to be a superhero, basically, yes. kind of a thing. But yeah, I, I thought that was good. And I thought that they kept them true to those definitions, but still allowed them to grow. Yes. Like, you know, sometimes movies are so worried about keeping that, that they don't change. Like You saw how Carol, she was never like a mean loner, but she was a loner. You know, um, and, and she chose to be alone because of, 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 of causing such destruction to Hala and not being able to forgive herself. But seeing that, like, you know, it, you know she says that when they're first there, she goes, it is kind of nice to have people in her ship. You know, like and you saw her starting to warm up uh, to having people around her, you know, starting to trust having people around. Uh, Kamala was just, you know, just doe eyed about every single thing, yes. could not get enough. Her Carol, interactions were but, but then yeah. started to see the real person. And, and the reality of being a hero, it's not fun. And you have to sometimes let people die to save others, you know? Yeah. Um, one of the best things that I uh, I believe that allows the actress um, to portray Kamala so well is the fact that she is a fan yes. of the comics. Yeah. She's a big nerd. Mm-hmm. And um, and she, she puts her all into that character unfortunately so was uh nicholas cage so it doesn't always <laughs> translate well <laughs> yes yes yeah. but but nicholas cage is a different animal yeah no but I, but I agree with that um but yeah so i like the fact that like uh that uh, kamala she she got to meet her idol saw her flaws and still true to her character bounced back she's still super positive and still grateful of these things but she's starting to realize this is not going to always be fun you know? Right. Um, and then, of course, you saw um, uh, Monica 
start to grow. She's shied away from like, I don't really use my powers for anything to like, oh, I'm going to use them. And we've got things to do. And, and, and I've got to learn. And she learned she needs to step up, you know. Um, one of the best lines, I feel it was hilarious, was when um, they, they first, uh, when Monica and Nick Fury are at mm-hmm. Kamala's house mm-hmm. and she's outside and then Nick is like, you don't know how to fly? I believe it was like Black Girl Magic. Or yeah, she goes, yeah, Black Girl Magic. <laughs> My favorite is still that same scene because this is, um, cause again, to the people there that like every time they, they use the projection of their power, so like like showing um, throwing out like a bolt or something like that, they switch places with someone else that's simultaneously using their power. So um, when uh, Captain Marvel flies away, uh, it, she's replaced immediately with um, Kamala so that I mean, Kamala can't fly. She's in midair. She's yes. way up in the air, like thousands of feet up in the air. So, uh, so Monica has to go up and fly after. My favorite part of that scene is so Monica's flying up, but she's in her energy form and she can't grab her. Yes. She hasn't figured out how to touch things while still able to fly. So they're both kind of falling together now. And um, uh, Kamala decides to make a, an energy, a, light, a hard light construct of a, of a sphere, which really would have killed them all. Uh, it still yeah. wouldn't have survived. So just as it's just about to hit the ground, Captain Marvel replaces her, and you just hear Nick Fury goes, ah, it's Carol, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so... Because he says it's such a whisper, too, like, ah, it's Carol, it's okay. (laughs) You know, Sam Jackson, he still got it. I know, and I'm sorry, I just want to touch back. uh, Going back to what Ralph was saying, like, like, I, I, I get people, you know, maybe they just want the serious bang, bang, boom, boom. I'm like, this is no different. For comic book readers... There's always either that comic book that's just much more lighthearted and that even the most serious thing, Wolverine will show up in a thing and he's still kind of cracking jokes or at least the butt of the joke. You know, um, Nick Fury has shown up in things in, in comics. Maybe all these serious characters can end up in a book that's more lighthearted. They become lighthearted. Or maybe they used to have um, the, what is it, the Assistance Editors Month used to be a big thing. Yes. Like once a year so that, that, that whatever that, that book was on, they would always say it's the assistant editor that's, that's uh, editing it basically. And that would always be something funny and, and, and just very different from the story plot. So, you know, as a comic book reader, I appreciate the fact that Nick Fury can have more than one personality depending on where he is. And this is not Captain America. You know, this is not a, a spy sabotage film. This is... This is a lighthearted adventure that has consequences, but the fact that he was just having a good time, I, I really enjoyed that. Okay. One thing before we go into some of the things we didn't like, I'll, I'll add on to some of the things we did like. Um, Brie Larson. And, and I know people are like, what are you talking about? She's a great Captain Marvel. No, 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 no. She's a great Captain Marvel in Endgame. She's a great Captain Marvel in this movie. She's an okay Captain Marvel in her own movie. And, I, and I'll bring it back to one word, writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, not that Brie Larson's a bad actress. I've seen her many things, and she's great. Mm-hmm. But I, the writing in Captain Marvel is not as strong, uh, or at least the way they write her character. And and or the direction oh, they oh, gave. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, it's hard to say. You can never tell. We don't know whether it's the direction that they gave or she chose. Either way, they improved upon it from that film. Right. It definitely feels that way because it feels like there's a personality there. Yes. And you actually are interested in what she thinks, how she feels, mm-hmm. and you can kind of empathize with her. Where in Captain Marvel, the the single movie, I was like, well, you know, I really didn't I really didn't care too much. I, I just wanted the story to, to move along to get to what do we find out about the Infinity, um, the, the Infinity War. Right. Where this, it felt like, okay, I'm definitely invested. Yeah. And that felt good. Because then, I, I, if one of those three would have been dead, like the villain, <laughs> it, it would have been not as interesting. Yeah. And that, I did want to add that, uh, you know, the villain is the strongest and best part of the entire movie. <laughs> you couldn't even say that with a straight face no, more than God. 10 seconds. Like, I've seen some dull villains. <laughs> is this above or b- below Malakif? Below. <laughs> like, she, she had zero... Anything. Like, by the way, do you know she's the fiance of um, Tom Hiddleston? For what? real. Yeah, that's her that's, that's fiance. Wow, that's more interesting than her character. <laughs> yes, but I, oddly <laughs> enough, isn't it? <laughs> really, you know. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that right, sympathy well. um, drum roll. Thank you. But, and they, and it, it, at least um, what I was reading, uh, they were saying that she said that, that Tom gave her pointers on how to be an alien villain. I'm like, Evidently, you want a quick divorce. <laughs> like, if you gave her pointers, either she wasn't listening or you didn't. <laughs> you know? Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, so she now, was just sad. Well, now let's open up that, that 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 can of worms. What are some things in this movie that didn't feel right, fell flat, or just wasn't as as um, good as you would liked it? Yeah, Darben is the the biggest one because also like it took so long for us to really truly understand her motivation. 
And then even then, like I get it. she was uh trying to hurt um uh Carol, you know, by going after the worlds that she's um And save her people. Yeah. Um, but like it, it just it it was it took way too long. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, it was like, Oh, okay, boom, you're defeated. Yeah. Like there wasn't there wasn't a lot of challenge. She just she was just flat. Her, her motivation was, it was so largely crazy that it, it made very little sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what they were thinking. I, I kind of consider her Dar Bland. Um, <laughs> Dar Bland. Uh, um, and then there's just things in the movies that, that they glossed over, which I, I, like, like I didn't understand. Like, for instance, the fact that they didn't go back and tell us what happened with Aladna. Yeah. Yes. The water planet. Like, like. Because we saw, we saw when when Captain Marvel reignites the son of Hala. Yes, there is water, <laughs> like 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 a full fledged sea of water. So I'm like, does Aladna no longer exist? I mean, I know they were 98.6 percent water, but still, yeah. <laughs> you know. My question is, I can understand the you know infrastructure and the economy you know falling apart if your like main brain of the planet is is gone, right? Mm-hmm. How do they start? losing natural resources like that well the question i mean the thing is it's been remember it's been 30 years so we don't know what this because she says it's a civil war we don't know what happened uh, i mean we don't know like the kree could have had some kind of crazy weaponry that just backfired or i think that's know, what it was they, that's mentioned, what they mentioned something because yeah. about the sky the sky being covered right but they well they seem to keep blaming her though they keep saying and even she seems to blame herself for it but she says that it's just she really just killed the supreme intelligence yes um, she didn't say, like, I came back and started blasting my way through the planet. So, yeah, I mean, we don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be worth them ever following up in a movie, if anyone cares enough. or We don't know if, you know, she got drunk one night and decided just to go back to Hala and just start, you know, massacring people. It was like, <laughs> hey, I'm Captain Marvel, bitches. <laughs> you know, you, you never know. It's possible. Another big one uh, that also that I thought this they could have just one line would have just made me feel better is, where is the second quantum band? Because uh, Kamala, Carol had one and Kamala had one. At but the at the end, no, neither had them on. I mean, they did. Kamala has one. I don't see her. Carol had the other. In the, in the plane? Yeah. I didn't see her with that in the plane. At the end, yeah. I did not see that again in my second watching. You got to wear your magnifying glass. Uh, I don't so. think it's there. Because even when I read up on it, everyone says, we don't know where the second one is. Yeah. Kamala had one and Carol had the other. All right. I mean, I will go back one more time and do a re-up, but like I said, nothing on online even says where the second one is. And a lot of people are fucking blind. That would be all the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that says a lot coming from me, the right. guy who can't see even with glasses on. Well, 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 let me also ask you, because Mike kind of mentioned the things that he didn't like about um, the movie. What are some things that, you're, that you weren't a fan of? Uh, I said that already. It was just just, just Dar- that just Darben just Darben just Darben like the, nothing else. Honestly, they, they could have pacing had, pacing story. Uh, I I felt the pacing was fine, especially because even the the montage that they did with their training, that didn't seem like it took. Uh, it it wasn't too long. Right. And it was it was just the right amount of time. We get to see them bonding a little bit, and then with the memory thing, it was good. I felt the story moved along very well. Um. And even the resolution, even though it was a little bit quick, it it, it felt fine. You know, like, like what else are you gonna expect when you have such a subpar villain um, in in your movie? But Darben was like really pretty much the only, for me, the only bad thing about the movie. Like they they could have honestly just just give her a better story, like a better motivation than just you know, I, oh I've I've I became the leader of the planet after this massive civil war. I killed a whole bunch of people of my own people. Because I was forced to because Carol killed our supreme intelligence because we couldn't think for ourselves. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, come on. No, like, g- give me something like she actually, you know, murdered someone really, really close to that's important to her. And she's going, and it's like, give me some strong revenge motive, you know? Mm-hmm. Not just the whole, oh, you know, she made us realize that we were uh, 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 slaves to this supreme intelligence. AI kind of bullshit motherfucker thing crapper wow dingy wow he just dropped a whole bunch Damn. of like what you okay are you okay Ralph subpar villain man come on you know me I love a good story I think say you love a good villain I'm like that's not true no I love a good story <laughs> right but a good story needs a good villain I was about to ask you if if you would have were the stakes 
high enough and we just needed a different villain or could they have ri- ri- risen the stakes a little bit more with what she was doing cuz they're basically saying that the whole the whole um what was the network called are you talking about the jump points the jump points so the whole jump point network was in danger so that that would destroy the whole galaxy but it wasn't just that the jump points, but she was creating more. And like like it was, um, it was like un- Monica said, it was like fracking in the earth. It's yeah. just like you're creating so many more holes in the universe that it's literally going to just break apart. Yeah, it, it destabilizes, which endangers the whole right. network. Republicans take note. Yeah. So so it was it was <laughs> the stakes were very, very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's just the villain. Cause, cause the, yeah. Well, I mean, the Marvel's villains have all, for the most part, been weaker villains. Uh, and 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 DC people relax. Your your whole movie sucks. They <laughs> <laughs> like, just sit down. The man. Flash. I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> Shout out to Emma's for Marvel, who's nodding very very, very hard right now. Like, yep, the that's Fla- absolutely right. The Flash's greatest villain was the writer. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought it was the actor. <laughs> that too. Oh my god. I was gosh. just an accomplice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, and this, this one just, it, like she, you know, she, her motivations would, uh, weren't good or they weren't good enough. Um, I think even if it was a, if it was a better played villain, I don't think it would have, I, I think they needed a better played villain. Um, but I don't think the stakes needed to be any higher than they were here for the okay. type of light movie that they still wanted. You know, you didn't want to see, I mean, we, the thing is, and that's the thing about this and, you know, I, I hate when people try and jump on you. Oh, you said it was light. people died. Yes, they did. I said it was light. I didn't say it was like, you know, PG or no, sorry, G. Right. Um, it's it's a light movie, but like, you know, it's it had consequences. And that's what I, I did like about it. It had consequences to itself. You know, I mean, you know, especially again, watching it the second time. And by the way, anyone who saw it in the theater, I saw it first in the theater and I watched it again on a small screen just yesterday, actually. And I enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it um, for the most part in the theater. I enjoyed it so much better How much on better? TV. So much. I really, uh, like... A hundred percent. It's just it was complete turnaround. Uh, I, I I feel like I laughed more. Um, I I felt it was more personal, and it's because I think, except for um, Brie Larson's character and Nick Fury, um, uh, Samuel Jackson's character, all of them are from the small screen. They're all from the Marvel TV series. That was actually going to be my next question. Like everybody is from the Marvel TV series. So in that, I almost think that you know, hindsight twenty twenty. They really should have just made this a, a Disney Plus movie. In all honesty, I think. I mean, granted, I know they don't get like box office, blah blah blah, blah and they have to try and increase subscription. I know it's a whole thing that way of dealing the math, and I don't understand how it all works. But um, I just think they would have probably saved money and been better off if they had just made it a Disney Plus movie. Yeah. Um, and I think, we, and it would have probably given us the exact same quality. You know, uh, one of my coworkers, a really good friend of mine, um, said it the best that he saw the movie um, the Thursday that it came out. And when I saw him on Friday at work, the look on his face, I could tell right away, he had some disappointment to it. Mm-hmm. So he said, listen, Ralph, if you go in to watch this movie thinking that it's going to be a big blockbuster Marvel movie, you're going to come out disappointed. Right. But if you go in with the mindset that this is a, a Disney TV movie, mm-hmm. a high, high-end Disney TV movie, then you're going to love it. Yeah. It really is. And I, and I would say to anybody that either saw it and wasn't that thrilled or has avoided it, watch it on TV. I guarantee you're going to really enjoy it a lot more, or at least it's going to have its best viewing anyhow, okay. I, I feel. All I right. wanted to toss that in there. Right. Um, um, and it's funny because I was right when I was, the next question I was going to ask you took it right out of my mouth. The idea that there were so many more people from the TV shows than from the actual movie. Did that work or harm it? Because I'm wondering if why people didn't feel like it was... Like this was a movie released in the theaters. This is pat- this is COVID's already done. Mm-hmm. We're already going back to theaters, but people didn't treat this like it was like, you know, um, and not that it, like, this movie is not bang, bang. I'm trying to <laughs> bang boom pow big action movie. I mean, it had action, mm-hmm. Lots but 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 people didn't treat it that way. And I'm wondering if the fact that a lot of small screen actors were there. Is it maybe the the non familiarity of Disney Plus might have worked against it? <laughs> Women led <laughs> minorities. Oh, I'm sorry. True. What were you okay, saying? Too. <laughs> yeah, the, those are your answers more than anything, especially the first. 
women led. That that was pretty much women led. Let's just give it the worst ratings. It's already bad. We're going to hate. It. I mean, that was just flat out. Uh, and I'm not saying that that just you know that you had to have loved it. Otherwise, you, you're you're this kind of person. No, I'm just saying that that was its big downfall. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll say this: There's somebody who I know. Lady J, shout out to you. You know who I'm talking about, who I got into a conversation with. And Lady J heard me have this conversation with this person. And this person, weeks before the movie came out, was a male, already told me the movie was going to suck. Right, exactly. I was like, how do you, have, have you seen Ms. Marvel? Oh, well, it was okay. How do you know this movie's going to be bad? Well, you know, it, it just looks bad. Are you kidding the movie, me? The, the trailer kept me cracking up, you know. But um, going back to your initial part, initial part of your question, though, if you think about it, the the most main person from Captain Marvel's movie is Nick Fury, so he's there. Brie Larson's there, obviously. Uh, Monica has no story besides being in WandaVision. Like, she has no other story. Right. So there's no one to bring in from her cast. The only cast that's from TV series is Kamala's. Yeah. Like, her whole family. I mean, like, so really... The cons. Yeah, but all the cons. So, like, it's really... That's the cons. only TV cast there really is besides you know, Monica, you know, also <laughs> coming in. Um, so in that sense... That was just all you had to work with, really, you know, because we we didn't have anything else to introduce, you know. Um, and I I still think that the cons are just crack me up. I like them. They, I just I love them so. I so like them much. so much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they, they they definitely it, it's it's wholesome family with a little bit of dysfunction, which is great. Yeah. Oh, that fight scene in the house. The fight scenes I thought oh were good. That's another thing too. I thought yes. the fight scenes were good. I mean, everyone wasn't perfect, but they were they were really good action. I and. and the way they did Monica's powers, I really enjoyed that. I love the 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 um, the the uh, transparency that they would do with her, the the uh, the ability, you know, the fact that they couldn't latch onto her. So I just thought they did a good job with it. But the fight scenes in the house were just, I just that was just funny. And I was waiting for somebody to bring up fight scenes because between that and even though the fight scene was shorter for the end point. Mm -hmm. It's still moving. Oh, no, that has some good moves. But when they kept stealing her hammer and using yes. it against Darvin, that was just, I'm sorry, the universal weapon. Yes. I would have called it the, what did she say? I would have called it the- Cosmic rod. The cosmic rod. And I was like, nah, that's something else there, Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a whole other piece of material there. <laughs> but it was funny that they have all used it, because that's another Marvel, uh, for you don't, don't know out there, it's another Marvel weapon of power is the cosmic rod. Yeah, we weren't saying anything phallic. We were talking about an, an actual weapon in Marvel comics history. Right. Even no, I'm pretty sure there's at least you know quite a few guys that call it the cosmic rod. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're probably three inches. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for that one. Now, what about because you guys talked about how Darben was dispatched? Did you feel like the ending was kind of um, lackluster, or just you know could they have added 15 more minutes? What would have made the ending better? I didn't need it. I mean, I don't think it was lackluster. It was just just done i mean you know it just wasn't i mean i guess really if you think about how much of a threat she really was it, it kind of ended just fine she killed herself right well her stubbornness killed herself because because carol did give her an out i mean they figured out that the way that they could probably reignite the son of hala meanwhile by the way darban has created a jump point that's trying to, to literally steal the um the energy earth. of our of yeah. earth's sun yeah. and replace and put it into uh, the son of Hollis. So that's just giving you an idea of the stakes. So, uh, but she, uh, Carol, um, I'm sorry, Monica had realized that like if Carol could probably use her power to reignite it. And by the way, I know this really burns all you fanboys out there. That's how powerful she is. She can reignite a son <laughs> you know? and, and not be drained. Yes. <laughs> now that's one. That's basically a sneeze for her. Yeah. Now that's one ending. Was the second ending necessary? Uh, you're talking about the, Da -da 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 -da. Yes, yes. I mean, it was fine, but I mean, even I, I, most feeling is that this is not the shoe-in for the X-Men. It's also supposedly not the Fox X-Men either. Um, that's what they're saying, you know, because it's a different point where binary would be there. Is uh, it the Bears X-Men? It could be. <laughs> Maybe it's the Eagles. It could be. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've heard that it's not the Fox X-Men, and it's not probably going to be the in for the X-Men to come into our world. But it's just she's just in another universe where there happen to be X Men, and, and CGI enhanced. And by the way, even and on the small screen, that scene with her waking up and seeing uh, Maria Rambo as ba binary, but not realizing that she's in another universe at that one moment and thinking that's her mother, yeah. was really touching. It was much more touching on the small screen than it was on the large. Yeah, you should have seen him in the movie theaters. Mike was crying up a storm. No, it wasn't. They actually <laughs> told us uh, to leave the theater before it got flooded. Yeah. Oh my, yo, are these like middle school insults, bro? Huh? 
Listen, Mike was balling. He was like, ah, what's so beautiful? And I'm like, Mike, here's some tissues. Well, it's really funny because I, I didn't recognize their version of the binary costume because in the comics, binary doesn't have a costume of red. She is red and she's wearing a pink bikini. You know, So that I didn't recognize it at first. And I realized that everybody was chatting in the theater. So I never heard Beast call her binary. Because yeah. I remember oh, yeah. I, turned to, I turned to Rob. I'm like, who the hell is that supposed to be? I mean, I knew who actress was but he was like what's binary and i'm like i didn't recognize it as binary but then hearing it now he says what is she talking about binary <laughs> and i was like ah there we go well i was excited to see it i mean it felt a little shoehorned it did it felt like okay guess what we got coming up we don't really got something coming up because we're still figuring it out but we got x-men on the way and it kind of felt like that but don't get me wrong still excited oh yeah still excited but do we have a question though sure. with that did anyone mind that this movie really didn't advance Phase Five? I didn't. I, I didn't. I was okay. have a problem with that. There was no like, oh my god, we needed Kang in there, or we needed. You know, I I I enjoyed it as a movie, <laughs> you know. But I was just curious if you guys missed that. It felt like they needed to, you know, push along Phase Five. Now that you're saying it, I, I kind of. I mean, it would. I could see where that could be a problem. I didn't have a problem. Obviously, the fact that you had to point that out to me. For yeah, me to right, be like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I could say uh, for a fact, I speak for all the Ralphs, the techs of the world, that this movie was a great palate cleanser from the quantum mania fiasco. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it had good points, but eh. um, Other thing, too, uh, another, uh, this is not like, it, it, I maybe hate the movie or anything like that, but another thing is, Okay, so we saw at the end that Carol, you know, she's relit Hala and she's come back to Earth and, you know, she's moving into Monica's house in Louisiana and just, you know, she's going to be there until she gets back and, you know, she'll probably stay, obviously, because they don't know where Monica is. And by the way, too, just to let you know, uh, the jump point that was created to try and siphon off the power of the sun of the Earth, uh, when Monica gets power enough to close it, she ends up trapped on the side of the universe that was being opened up for another reality. And that's where the X-Men of that universe are. So anyhow, so that's why she's not there. So we're back on Earth. Carol's back, um, and they're moving. Uh, the, the the cons are helping uh, Carol move all her things in, into the house. What happened to their house? I mean, their house is in shambles. Like at no point, again, other little things where they could have been like, like you know, like Nick Fury shows up or somebody's like, you know, we have a new home or oh, thank God, Nick Fury fixed our home or it's better than ever. You know, just nothing. <laughs> so Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. I thought Not we were at this going hour. to do a whole episode without that. Not at this hour. Fuck. Never. Gosh. <laughs> so, um, actually, damage control is all over it. It just takes a little bit of time, you know, because they got to get the contractor in. Yeah, but we're not saying that. I'm not asking who thing. could. I said we didn't, we weren't told what's going on with their house. That, because they've got time to move her into her place. That means where are they living? Uh, they're staying on the space station in Saber. No, they wouldn't be. Yeah. No. They loved it up there. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not, you sound very presumptuous. They go, they take a Flurgan ride every time. Yeah. Oh, gosh. They didn't take the Flurgan ride before. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, this has been. Ralph, 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 Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. We got a remix version. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and what's Wait. funny is that watching Tom listen to us talk and not realizing the sound prompts, he's I like, why are they it. quiet? He, he hears it. Oh, he does hear it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that was just one of my things. I was just like, because at first, when that scene opens, and you're like, oh, they're moving into a new house yeah. <laughs> in Louisiana for some odd reason. And then you see, like, it yeah. says Carol's stuff on the box. I'm like, I mean, I've seen it before, but I'm like, oh, so Maybe. where is their house that was, I mean, it's got holes literally through mm -hmm. the ceiling, you know? Maybe they're staying with Carol. I don't know. Um, again, that's what I'm saying. It's a one-liner that could have just been taken care of. It's it's just a needlessly ended thing. It's just kind of like with Blue Beetle when we reviewed that. Yeah. How, like, it's like, okay, so you had no discussion about what's going to happen to their house, even though it's evidently been a day or two, you know? My gosh. Oh, she, she had to go. I didn't take a shower. Choose an outfit, get her nails done. Why she get her nails done? Because she's a girl. Yes, and then uh, wait for the right opportune moment that they're having awake. Apparently, three days after, and then where they've been living in some hole in the wall without clothes. Why she has to wait for an opportune moment? Because she's a girl. Exactly. Okay. Yes. I mean, why are you asking questions that you know the answer to? 
This guy. <laughs> and I'm the dumb one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, you that are a- the blonde. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how, how he calls the bald one the blonde. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anything else you want to um, point out or say before we rename and um, rate the movie? No. Mm, let's see. I love the cinematography. Very well shot. You don't have to think out loud. An it answer would suffice. Beautiful planets, beautiful planets. Even Hella seemed like you know with the futuristic kind of cyberpunky feel. Paint's drying faster than the decision. Uh, Acrylic paint would be. <laughs> that the the planet where the um, scrolls were on. Turn that, Yes, that one was. I love the architecture. Oh, it was beautiful. It was, it was, it was beautiful. Really well yeah. It was sad to see all that. Yeah. That so we waited story. for that. Yeah. Um, Anything else? The cons. Gotta love the cons. Con! Hey, we already brought them up. Yes. Uh, Anything else before we move to renaming and ratings? I don't know how how uh, how high are you in the irritated meter? Not really. Oh damn! I'm not doing my job. Okay, let's go for it. Renaming <laughs> the movie, Ralph. Uh, three girls and a flurgan. Right. That just sounds really. I mean, t- take it as as you want. You know? Yeah. He it all depends been, on how dirty your mind. It could have been three girls a flirting in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Never watching that one again, ever uh, again. Oh my god. <laughs> um, the Marvels. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rename it the Marvels. How does a Bollywood scene seem like the only silly part of this movie? It, it just felt a little too. Oh, silly. it was. Abso- it was absolutely silly, but it was so so over the top silly. It was just wonderful. Like I, I did love how. I, I, again. The, keeping each one in character. Carol knew what was going on, so she's there about business. You can see that on her face. I mean, she's not serious, but she's just there about business. Uh, Monica, who's already uptight in general, she's, she's and she's always so polite, she's politely trying to fit in, but, you know, she's uncomfortable. And then Kamala is just, like, literally dancing and swirling her arms and just having a good old time. And it was just so funny. And I love when the guy introduces them and he sings like the marbles, and and Kamala's like, yeah, the marbles. And Monica's just like, how is that a thing? We just said it on the ship. How do they even hear about this? <laughs> that was funny. Okay, I'll give it. I, that. I, they had lots of quips and one-liners. I really, really, again, like I said, a second view, and you catch a lot more of them. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. All right, when, but anyhow, when, when they go, um, wait, you don't have to sing. Oh, he's bilingual. Yeah, <laughs> but I Mike? just name it uh, Marvel as big screen will never feel smaller. Ah, all right. Okay. So now let's do it. Ratings for the Marvels, Ralph. I give the Marvels eight. Flurgans even eating everybody. Stop taking my stuff. Out of 10. Stop taking my... Every time for the past three shows, you've taken my stuff. Maybe you should go first. See, (laughs) that's a good point. That is very true. Or you just don't realize this is my world and you just live in it. Or maybe that I'm being basic. That's why you got it and I got it also? You are a basic bitch. This is true. Wow. This is true. <laughs> and he said it to my face. I, I've checked his wallet. He has the basic bitch card. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, give, um, I'll give it seven and a half Kamala Khan's floating in space while still being happy, even though I don't know how that could happen, out of 10. Hey, it's Nick Fury. It's Nick Fury. <laughs> I'd be freaking out. Is this a test? Is this a test? Especially being in space, you'd be like, okay, exactly. What do you think, Mike? Uh, I give it seven and a half. Are you praying? Well, don't stop. We need all the help we can get. <laughs> Out of ten, I love Nick Fury. When the brothers life. just pray, like, "Are you praying?" And he just stops. He's like, "Well, don't stop." <laughs> that was a great line. He was just, he was in real, they, I mean, you know, the character, the actor's of course always great, but they, they wrote him in such good form, I think, for this, especially after the sour and dour Nick Fury we had from- uh, Oh, Secret Invasion, yeah, yeah. You know, it was, I, I thought it was a relief. I, I know other people thought it was too much, but I'm like, I thought it was just perfect. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's also, I mean, granted, he's out of control in, as far as the situation, but- Nick Fury's cool and kind. He's like, dude, I, I, I'll figure this out, yeah. or I'll die. I mean, like, it's pretty much it. Yeah, he's like, I lived a good life. Shit, <laughs> fuck the squirrel. I'm what? good. <laughs> so, so there you have it. I was about to say secret invasion. <laughs> so there you have it. The Marvels. Hey, check it out. Um, it's better than what you think. But guys, don't go anywhere. Rocket review. That's next. <laughs> Hello, this is Ralph the Tech, bringing you another Rocket Review. This week, I'll be talking about Artemis. 
Artemis is a science fiction novel published in 2017 and written by Andy Weir. Artemis takes readers to a near-future lunar colony and follows the story of Jazz Bashara, a young woman who becomes embroiled in a dangerous plot involving sabotage and intrigue. Artemis is set in the late 21st century and presents a vision of the first human colony on the moon, also named Artemis. The protagonist, Jazz Bashara, is a witty and resourceful young woman who ekes out a living as a porter and smuggler on the lunar city. She's determined to escape her financial struggles and live a more comfortable life, even if it means bending a few rules. Opportunity comes knocking when Jazz is offered a chance to participate in a high-stakes, potentially dangerous heist involving industrial sabotage. As she becomes entangled in this criminal endeavor, she uncovers a conspiracy that threatens not only the stability of Artemis, but also the lives of its inhabitants. Jazz must use her resourcefulness and ingenuity to navigate the complex web of alliances, betrayals, and corporate power struggles that threaten to unravel the lunar colony. In Artemis, Andy Weir once again showcases his talent for crafting meticulously detailed and scientifically plausible worlds. The lunar city of Artemis is brought to life with vivid descriptions of its infrastructure, technology, and social dynamics. The author's attention to detail immerses readers in the intricacies of life on the moon. Similar to his first book, The Martian, Andy Weir incorporates scientific accuracy into the narrative. The technology, physics, and challenges of living on the moon are explored in a way that both informs and entertains readers. The story unfolds at a brisk pace, driven by the tension of the heist plot and the escalating danger Jazz faces. The narrative is punctuated by moments of action, intrigue, and surprising twists, keeping readers engaged and eager to uncover the next development. Jazz Bashara is a compelling protagonist. Her sarcastic humor, determination, and resourcefulness make her a re relatable and engaging character. As the story progresses, readers gain insight into her backstory, motivations, and personal growth. Overall, Artemis is a fast-paced, accessible science fiction novel that combines Andy Weir's trademark scientific accuracy with a compelling heist plot set on the moon. The book offers an engaging exploration of life in a lunar colony and the challenges of microgravity to the intricate social dynamics that emerge in a confined environment. While it may not reach the same heights of emotional resonance as The Martian, Artemis provides an entertaining and immersive reading experience. It's a story that balances humor, action, and suspense, driven by a protagonist whose wit and resourcefulness make her a character worth rooting for. Readers who enjoyed Weir's writing style in The Martian and are intrigued by the prospect of a heist on the moon will likely find Artemis to be an enjoyable addition to the science fiction genre. It's a tale that invites readers to journey beyond Earth, exploring the challenges and opportunities of life in an extraterrestrial outpost. I give Artemis eight and a half moonwalks out of 10. I'm Ralph the Tech, and this has been my Rocket Review. But don't go anywhere, Geeks on the Go is next. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Riley. Yes, Mike Nepotism. Yeah, it really is. Sad. <laughs> That's what he said the last time. <laughs> In this business, it's all about who you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm self-made. I don't know anybody. <laughs> and the people I do know, can't stand them. You know yourself. Can't stand them. <laughs> <laughs> There's more than one of us. Okay. So, all right, everybody. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And believe it or not, we've made it under a minute more times than I think everybody realizes. I want to say we're coming up to the halfway mark. No. No? No. No. We're 252. Yeah, in about 50 of the episodes, we've been getting them right. That's math. Just, just let it go. Just, just let that go. <laughs> as, as it left my mouth, I, thought, I, I really thought about it. As I shamefully say, ready, set, go. The X-Men are coming to the MCU. Who should their leader be in this version? Mike? Professor X. Cyclops can suck it. Wow. Okay, fine. Ralph? MFG, dressed as Dazzler. Oh. There you go. Oh, wow. Did you guys coordinate that one? Okay. 
Can Galactus be a worthy movie villain, or is the idea a little too silly as a you know a creature for the movies? Ralph, I mean, you would need an, a more evil intermediary to make it make sense. That's no okay, <laughs> Mike. They can do it, but hopefully he won't be naked like Doctor Manhattan because that his giant floating dick of that size would be very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> so glad my daughter left out of the room after that. <laughs> so much blue wang. <laughs> Who would be creepier if done correctly on film? The Brood, Annihilus, or Shadow King? Uh, Ralph. Counter question. Are these characters in your Marvel Snap deck? Oh, no. <laughs> Mike. The Brood. Imagine the alien creature, but highly intelligent and traveling through the galaxy in a giant space whale. All right. Uh, All right. We just got it. We just yeah. got it, Ralph. Woo. Yes. No, 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 no. We got it under a minute. Press the button. The pink one. It's this one, right? No, it's no, 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 no. No, it's that one. Why are pink you asking one. me? It's your boy. <laughs> it's that one, right? Bubblegum pink. <sighs> Victory again. Bye. I might get the math wrong, but I got the questions right. There we go. All right, mi gente. Shout outs. Like uh, Grandpappy Blanco always said, if you get the uh, the math wrong, just change the question. I doubt he said it like that. <laughs> I doubt he said it in English. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't think he said it quite like oh, that. No, he, he grew up on the island. Uh, oh, was it Trinidad and Tobago. That's all they speak is English. Right? Uh, okay, well, <laughs> well, there's that. All right, shout outs. The Germans were British, so it's fine. Yeah. Probably said it with an accent. Shout outs. Do we have any shout outs? Who, why are we shouting? I'm, I'm right here. Lord you don't got to yell. I, I thought we'd avoid the dad jokes. All show. I was wrong, apparently. Well, you're always wrong. You're the dad. You should know that you can never avoid the no, dad No, you jokes. you and Mike out dad joke me every show. Because we got to show you how it's done. <laughs> every show, you guys out dad me. Never. Out dad joke me. Not out dad me. Nobody out dads me. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, Mike, shout outs. Oh, um, I would like to shout out um, you. Who? And you. You're pointing to people that they can't see. You. It's not a visual podcast. And you. Ooh. Yeah. They know they know who the one with the rack? Sure. Of course. That 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 sounds like Ralph. Why not? Wow. (laughs) Okay. Turkomada from the Spanish Inquisition? (laughs) (laughs) The Inquisition. What do you know? (laughs) Wow. History of the World Part One? Yes. I know. I know. (laughs) Mike? Ah, Just shouting out to all the people that are still with us in 2024 and all those people that are singing the blue because they haven't had a trivia. You'll get it. Hopefully the next week. It's just, it's going to be really hard and really easy simultaneously. (laughs) <laughs> no, that, that, that did not seem. <laughs> did that seem that it feels convincing? <laughs> not at all. Because you've taken two shows, which is the equivalent of a month, to be like, I still haven't got it together yet. Yeah. And mind you, that's coming from two months before that, where you're saying I'm formulating them. I have 24 done, but yet you still haven't released it. Hey, yeah. Listen, do you rush Da Vinci when he's painting the Mona Lisa? He's dead. But do you rush him? No, he's dead. Exactly. Yeah. So you give the MFG guy here all the time that he needs. Okay. He's dead. Right. Brains. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is that we had a good system going. I was winning a lot of the stuff that Mike was putting down. Really? <laughs> but, about half. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Evidently, Monica Rambo did not fully close that alternate reality. That she- <laughs> oh, no, 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 but hold on. The, 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 the segment that you have where black people um, stayed alive until the end, see, I said it correctly. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that segment, I think I got enough right. No. I'm, I can't even imagine dude, so, what hit dude, him in the head. Excuse me. <laughs> Two words, annihilation. Come on. Yeah, that was one. That was one. No, no, no. That, that was one. No, no, no. Oh, wait, I can name a quite a number. Okay. I'd be surprised you could name any number in succession. <laughs> I got Event Horizon, right? Both parts? I believe so, yes. Yeah, that's a no. no that's a yes. That's a yes. Are you kidding me? I said that's a no. <laughs> Say it now. Say it again. I can't remember. Exactly. The one I know that I got wrong was the one that Mr. Cooper got wrong. Shout out to Mr. Cooper. Was the one was that the... Oh, don't bring other people into this. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying this one was difficult, and I and I got my share, and I don't know why you got to switch it up. It's just the way it is. Okay. <laughs> and also because there aren't that many movies where black people live to the end. <laughs> You're going to have to start making some. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wasn't there a horror movie where it was just black people and then them getting killed? Was yeah, but the black people. Right? Yeah, but that doesn't count. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it yet. It's I haven't seen it's it. okay for one. I mean, like once you watch it once, 
trying to see the second time, it's going to lose its thrill because, first of all, it's more of a mystery of who it's doing, who's doing it. And then the jokes, they're not that great to make a second viewing out of it. At least I don't think Oh, so it's not like Medea? <laughs> that was purposely said. Is he I still love, around? I love Troy's face on that. I don't have he, to look at him. Is he still around? <laughs> Tyler Perry, yes, unfortunately. And Medea, I, I don't know when. I don't couldn't tell you the last minute. Did she go to Moon yet? Because it's like Medea does Halloween. Medea does. As long Christmas. as Nick Fury doesn't try and drag her into the Avengers, I'm all right. Really, <laughs> Medea, drag her. Nice. <laughs> There's gonna be a, a Medea, um, like. Multiverse event or something. Oh. <laughs> oh, please hope not. Oh my God! Could you imagine they got Tyler Perry to be the new Kang? Oh God! Well, that suppressed the show right well, there. Well, <laughs> And for <laughs> the cat. No, 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 no. I gotta give my shout outs. Okay, shout outs to. Let me see. Tinkerbell, um, Johannes, Johannes, um, Big Daddy Kev, who I was gonna call on the phone, but he goes, "No, everybody's sleeping." Everyone's even the baby. Sleeping. Even the baby. Christ, wow. What time is it? <laughs> it's, damn, man, it's not even eleven o'clock yet. Whoa! Look, I, I know how I know how early dad life is. That 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 baby can tucker you out, and his little Dominican baby's Bam Bam. He is Bam Bam. That kid is like, that's, and that's my guy. I love him, but that that kid is strong, so he'll tire anybody out. <laughs> you heard that, Kev? <laughs> So shout out to Kev, shout out to um, South Carolina, shout out to um, Mr. Cooper, shout out to um, Super Gabe, nobody calls him Super Gabe, Um, shout out to Joey the intern who I just got a call from yesterday, he was like, I'm going to catch up, but that's bullshit, but whatever, by the time he hears this, I'll be 50. Yeah, yeah. that's probably when the episode gets released. He doesn't have the mustard to catch up. Oh, oh goodness, the dad jokes. And he will relish the loss. Ah, oh, God. May you continue this. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> also, okay, also, of course, shout out to, to, to Troy and to um, Hipster Tom who are here in the house. Um, and, and also shout out to Emmett from Marvel and to Lady J. Who? Lady J. I don't know who that is. The one do you say that, that, that I call her old? Oh, you just called her old. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm just going to cut the uh, uh, Ralph in post, cut it down to I call her old. You got it. Got it. Yeah. He's got to remember it first. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> who are you guys? <laughs> um, I'm the guy who's getting ready to cut the show off right now. Oh, so for MFG. <laughs> Go do it. Do it. If you're uh, do it, do it. He's like, I don't remember who you are. <laughs> right, so, so for MFG and the cap, I'm Ralph the Tech saying, keep it geeky and Hollywood, Bollywood, Brie Larson, yes. I got one better. Okay. So for Mike, also known as MFG and RT Square Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And if it's right, it's all right. If it's white, it's all right. No. Once you go white, you go all night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>